a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And I'm I'm very excited about our next guest and our next story uh, because it's one in the midst of all of the challenging things we're dealing with in Washington. And we've got, uh, you know, continuing resolutions to fund the government and impeachment hearings. Uh, and often this pushes really critical stories to the background that we really need to have in the foreground uh, Jesse Hyde from the Deseret News, uh, I think one of the greatest writers, definitely the greatest writer in the state, uh, extraordinary journalist. Uh, you've done uh, a heavy lift uh, in producing some content about the rainforest that I think is absolutely fascinating. Tell us, uh, what was the genesis of this project? Well, thanks for having me. Um, so over 20 years ago, I was a missionary uh, for the church uh, in the Amazon. And so ever since, you know, being there, I was really captivated by the beauty of the forest. Mm-hmm. And as a journalist, I've had the opportunity to go back to Brazil several times, but I had never had an opportunity to go back uh, to write about deforestation. And about a year ago at this time, there's an organization called the Pulitzer Center. Mm-hmm. And essentially what they do is they, they offer grants to offset uh, costs for really expensive reporting trips for the exact kind of stories you're talking about, right? Yeah. The stuff that doesn't dominate the headlines but is very important. And so when I saw this grant, I thought, hey, here's an opportunity to go back to uh, where I served as a Latter-day Saint missionary and um, you know, write about something that's ever since been kind of near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've all been captivated by many of the images coming out uh, of the Amazon, the big fires over the last few months. Uh, and to me, the sad thing is so often the real issue gets – dwarfed by, you know, do you believe in climate change or not? And and to me, those aren't even the issues. The issues are what what's going on and what can be done. So paint a quick picture for us in terms of what is happening. What is the cycle uh, that we're seeing down there in the rainforest? Yeah, like you say, I mean, uh, there, this summer when there were all the fires, suddenly it was in the headlines. And so what we were trying to do is what does it look like under that smoke and that haze? You get mm-hmm. down and you actually see the people. And essentially, starting in uh, the 1970s, Brazil had this really ambitious plan to settle the Amazon, basically. Right. Uh, they had a military dictatorship at the time, and the thinking was, if we don't occupy, they actually had a phrase, occupy or lose it, basically, hmm. um, of, of a neighboring you know, country in that region would invade it. So ever since then, they've been trying to settle the Amazon. But even when I talk to some of the biggest drivers of deforestation, so for example, cattle ranching is one of the biggest drivers. I talked to a lot of cattle ranchers when I was there, and even they say, you know, there wasn't a plan. It was very chaotic. Like they literally flew people to the Amazon, dropped them off. Wow. And one of the per- people in the story, uh, her name is Sister Jane Dw- Dwyer. She's a nun who lives there now. I, if I remember right, she's from Florida originally. 
But she said, you know, it was just rain, snakes, malaria. It's amazing anyone survived. And as she said, most people didn't survive. Wow. And so I think, you know, they started out with really not much of a forest management plan Mm -hmm. or any. And I think have kind of been paying the price for that ever since. Yeah. One of the things that you highlight in your article and also in the video, I have to tell our listeners, uh, you, you've got to go to Deseret.com and check out Jesse Hyde's article. And there is a video, six-minute video, that really takes you through what really goes on. So describe for our listeners the kind of that cycle in terms of the you – know, you kind of have the cattle and the settlement and the rainforest. How, how is that all happening and, and how do we fix that? Yeah, great question. So as you said, uh, and the video explains it, I think, really nicely – so basically the first stage of uh, clearing the forest is, is oftentimes uh, extracting the high-value timber, so mm-hmm. mahogany, uh, other woods. And then the next stage a lot of times is mining. Right. Uh, but what really clear cuts the forest, and that's what I saw a lot, is cattle ranching. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's, it's used as a means of land speculation. I put my cows here, and really I'm just kind of waiting for this property value to increase because – Deforestation follows the paving of the Trans-Amazon Highway, mm-hmm. which has been under construction since the 1970s, and it's still not done. I mean, that's wow. how big that area is. Uh, and then the final stage is the planting of soy. And you really have to have a certain level of you know, infrastructure to be, to be able to have soy. Whereas with cattle, um, you know, I talked to one rancher who said you put up a fence, and they literally just fly over the pasture. or It's not pasture yet. The cleared forest, and they said they would release seeds from the airplane. Wow. And, Put cows there. Way they go. Right. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, well, another thing I, w- I want to hit, and if you're just joining us, we have Jesse Hyde from the Deseret News joining us, uh, talking about his journey back to the Amazon, looking at these important things that are happening with the rainforest. And one of the the stories that really caught me as I was watching the video, and you started to describe you're going to see this uh, religious figure who's you know hunkered down behind high walls. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit of that story and what, what's the connection there to the rainforest? Yeah, so 15 years ago about, there was a, a nun. Her name was Sister Dorothy. She's from Ohio. And she was defending the stretch of forest and really trying to teach peasant farmers how to live in harmony with the land. Mm. And she was murdered. Uh, the priest you're talking about, his name is Father Padre, or I'm sorry, Father Amaro Lopez, Padre Amaro Lopez. And yeah, like you said, he's um, in the bishop's house uh, in a town called Altamira. And this is about an hour, two hours from where Dorothy was killed. And he had been living there up until about a year ago. Mm. So basically he's under house arrest because he's faced a lot of threats from loggers and ranchers who, who basically want this religious group who's been defending this forest to leave um, because they're protecting a stretch of land where you have some poor peasant farmers who, uh, like I said, are living in, in a sustainable way. They're still farming and they're kind of proving, you know, it's. I think sometimes the way we look at this issue, there's kind of a false choice right. where it's like, we either preserve the forest or what about the people who live there? They have to make a living, and that's true. And I think what was exciting about what Sister Dorothy came up with is you can do both. You can you can provide for your family, and you can do it in a sustainable way. Yeah, and I, and I, to me that's the, the, real, the real takeaway, and I think the real legacy of Sister Dorothy, again, who, who literally gave her life. I mean she was murdered because she was trying to help create that balance and, and reject the false choice. Yeah. Uh, just in our, our last minute here, Jesse, uh, give us some of the uh, surprise things that surprised you or things that you learned uh, that you hadn't really thought about going into this adventure uh, that our listeners can uh, can read in your story. Yeah, I think sometimes one of the things, one of the mistakes that we make as journalists is we're looking for a simple story. We're looking for a good guy and a bad guy. 
Um, and in this case, you know, it's not that simple. And, you know, my grandfather was a cattle rancher. My dad uh, at times in his life has been a cattle rancher. And so I have an affinity for, for that, right? And so when I went down, I talked to a lot of cattle ranchers. And I think the thing that I came back from that was maybe hopeful is that um, they can be more efficient in that region. I talked to agricultural scientists in Brazil who said, you know, we can, we can use the land we already have more yeah. efficiently. We don't need to clear more forest. So like you said, it's a false choice. It's the, this idea that they need to keep clearing forest to have cattle. No, the answer is to farm in a more efficient sustainable way the way we do here in the United States. Yeah, fantastic. Great, great insight. Uh, Jesse Hyde, thanks for joining us. Thank and you. Again, go read his article. Watch that video. Uh, it will change the way you look at the uh, the rainforest and the Amazon. Uh, and our, our responsibility, uh, as Jesse rightly just pointed out, uh, we often get presented the false choice that you're either a money-grubbing capitalist uh, or you're a tree-hugger and there's nothing in between. Uh, we can do both. We can be responsible stewards of the land uh, and be able to provide for families and communities. So, again, Jesse, thanks so much for joining Thank us you, today. All right, don't go anywhere. Stay with us. This is Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. You're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless and I will never understand it I will never accept it I'm Amy Donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast The Letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story the struggle to reclaim lives the realities of grief and the possibilities of forgiveness I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.